Welcome to the All About Feeling Good podcast, where I talk to people from all over Canada and we learn about their journey into a plant-based lifestyle. Hello and welcome to another episode. My name is Richard Arsenault and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today I'm at Wallflower Sanctuary. We're inside their barn with all the animals and I'm here with Missa. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Awesome. Thanks, Richard. So to start, we'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name's Missa Ballabrook. I'm the co-founder of Wallflower Sanctuary. I'm 39 years old. And I was born in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, in southern Ontario. And it was a pretty uh, suburban life. So I grew up in the suburbs, in a little kind of gated, weird community thing. Nice. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, When did you adopt a plant-based lifestyle? When I was 16, it was the first time that I was... Um, exposed to PETA had put out some material on uh, cosmetic testing in the 90s that I saw and first went vegetarian for about a month. It didn't take me very long to realize that the connection between um, animal testing and eating animals was something that I couldn't condone either. And then um, Thanksgiving of that year, I went vegan. Nice. Awesome. What made you go plant-based, and were there any doubts? Uh, no. As soon as, I think for me, as soon as I was exposed to the suffering that animals experienced uh, for food and entertainment and, like, cosmetic testing or medical testing, um, I had a very deep sense of injustice or a sense of justice, and I knew that uh, it wasn't in line with my ethics as mm-hmm. a social justice advocate to... Um, eat animals and also kind of advocate for other social injustices so there weren't any doubts it was kind of like a oh crap now I know and now I have to act and I can't believe we do this so it was um pretty it was very easy to do yeah for sure awesome did you initially go plant-based for health environment or ethical reasons (laughs) I I had no um well, when you're 16, I don't you don't really have a good sense of your health or I didn't in my family we ate a lot of fast food, a lot of pizza and um McDonald's and that kind of stuff and so uh, I wasn't a healthy person anyway and I really didn't care about my health uh by giving up animal products. I thought, well, I'll die or I'll <laughs> probably survive. I, I don't know, but it was never a question of health. Mm-hmm. It was always a question of ethics. Yeah, perfect. Previously, what was your food style like? You already <laughs> like mentioned said, it in a way. But <laughs> yeah, I grew up with two working parents, and so we did a lot of um, fast food. You know, hamburger helper, craft dinner, that kind of stuff was very popular in the 80s, and um, it was quick and easy. A lot of, like, saltines and peanut butter, oh, where yeah. I ate a lot of that kind of stuff. And our family wasn't particularly healthy mm-hmm. eaters. Yeah, for sure. How did you feel after going plant-based? Were you affected physically or mentally after making that change, including any struggles? Um, Not initially. So initially it kind of moved from eating really quite unhealthily to then eating like Eve's veggie burgers and chips and then salad and french fries when I went out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice any significant difference until I I became an older adult and started making my own food and took... um, 
my eating seriously. And then, yes, it, I mean, increased energy, um, weight loss, clearer skin, really great digestion. So mm-hmm. all of that changed as I got older and learned how to cook for myself and cook good food. Yeah, for sure. How did it affect people around you, like your friends and family? <laughs> well, uh, my family still says after 23 years, oh, we're, you're still vegan. Like it's changed. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like I'm pretty committed now. It's more than yeah. half my life. So I'm like, I'm pretty stuck on it. Um, I don't know. I've changed, I think, a lot through example. A lot of my friends have become vegan as a result mm-hmm. of um, me being vegan and being passionate about why I'm vegan. And, well, I didn't really lose any friends. I guess I don't remember. I probably did. I was really annoying. Like, I was quite uh, vocal and adamant about veganism. So I think that that put people off, other 16-year-olds for sure. But, no, my family's supportive now. They've learned how to cook meals for me, and we eat together. And my dad's working on becoming plant-based. So, yeah, after 23 years, it's pretty sweet, right? It took me that long to convince (laughs) him that it was something he should do. Nice. That's awesome. What would you say keeps you on this lifestyle? Well, the animals. Um, like you just met Levi, and Levi's a turkey that was rescued three weeks ago, and he's a really good example. I mean, I, he's my friend. I talk to him. I spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. He talks to me. You know, I don't speak the same language, but we understand each other, and mm-hmm. he's a really good example of why I will never eat meat and, and the personhood of animals and that for me is the foundation of being vegan and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm vegan for them yeah for sure i totally agree what are your favorite meals and snacks (laughs) we're really 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 busy so we um well i would say we're we don't eat all that healthily anymore we do our best to um eat every day to at least two meals so we we have a lot of uh lentil soups and uh veggie burgers and um when we have a chance we we will have you know green smoothies when we can but all of our greens go to the animals first right so if we have any leftover spinach we'll maybe make a smoothie but we're pretty um i wouldn't advocate for our diet i wouldn't say you should eat chips and like and soups the way we do but we're pretty busy oh yeah for sure well everybody's got their own uh, food choices, but long, as long as they're aware of the, the cruelty and they're not supporting it, right? Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah. You yeah. know, like we we might die, but at least we're not killing any animals. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I don't think we're nutrient deficient. I think we're actually fine. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> what tips and tricks would you have for people interested in trying a plant based lifestyle? Uh, well, there's so many choices now than there were. Um, when I went vegan and there's so many other vegans around talk to people you know get on the Facebook groups get recipe books read read books there's so much support there's so many of us now so I would say when you realize that harming animals isn't something that you need to do or want to do for food that you'll find support pops up so just mm-hmm. hang out with those people yeah go to sure. a sanctuary go talk to some turkey friends or <laughs> pig friends and it'll yeah. help solidify your belief in what you're doing totally awesome for the final question, do you see a plant-based world in the future, and how do you think we can make that happen? <laughs> um, well, having a vegan sanctuary and a vegan family, uh, my partner and I are both vegan, um, I sometimes forget that other people aren't. 
So that's mm-hmm. a bit of a weird thing being vegan for this long is that I don't know what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Like you just need to like you're you're <laughs> you're a bit far behind. It's too, <laughs> it's 2018. We're heading into 2019. We know there are better things to eat that don't cause harm to animals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the future is plant based for mm-hmm. sure. Totally. Yeah, awesome. I would like to see it. Yeah, <laughs> and and we're here for any farmers that decide that they want to, you know, turn their property or their animals into sanctuary because we don't need meat anymore. We don't need animal products. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I think so. What are you doing? Yeah. So before the end of this podcast, let's uh, find out a little bit more about the sanctuary you guys are running here. Awesome. Uh, Wildflower. Farmstead and Sanctuary is in Canning, New Brunswick. We bought this property in November of 2017, so we've been here just over a year. And we are home to about 40 animals, safe from slaughter, and we provide them with the best life that we can um, Mm -hmm. with no fear of harm. Awesome. Yeah. We, we're open to the public um, on open days, and we ask that people come and meet the animals. It really helps to um, fill your heart up. We we deal with a lot of ugliness being vegan and being activists and hugging animals that are safe from slaughter mm-hmm. is a really nice way to fill up. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that'll be it for this episode. I'm glad that you were able to spend this time. I know you guys are busy, and uh, <laughs> I've been here a few times, and it's a go, go, go situation, but it's uh, a place full of love. Yeah, <laughs> we're really glad you came. It's yeah. always nice when you stop by. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, thanks again for being part of the podcast, and have yourself an awesome day. Thank you. You too. Welcome back to another plant-based resource. This is part two of doctors who follow and strongly recommend a plant-based lifestyle. Next up is Neil Barnard with an MD. Dr. Barnard, who was born in 1953 and grew up in a cattle ranching family in North Dakota as a son of a physician, is now a diabetes and Alzheimer disease expert. During his medical school training at George Washington University, he began exploring the health benefits of a plant-based diet. His educational experience also inspired him to found the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine in 1985 because he wanted to promote preventive medicine and do something against animal testing and killing in medical school. Similar to Dr. Esselstyn's work, Dr. Barnard found that saturated fat and cholesterol don't just clog the arteries to our heart, but also our brain. Ever since his own father died from Alzheimer's, he's deeply invested in this research and made it his life mission to assure no one had to go through what he and his family experienced. Together with Dr. McDougall, he contributed in the 2016 lawsuits against the unhealthy dietary guidelines that the USDA shared with the public. Dr. Barnard's dietary approach is just a low-fat vegan one, rather easy to follow but not less effective in the treatment of obesity and diabetes. In 2015, he founded the Barnard Medical Center 
which provides primary care and emphasizes diet and preventive medicine. Dr. Barnard plays silo, guitar, and keyboard, and has been in the bands Pop Maru, Verdon, and Carbon Works. His medical work has been featured in documentaries like Super Size Me, Eating You Alive, and What the Health. His books are Power Foods for the Brain, Dr. Neil Barnard's Program for Reversing Diabetes, 21 Day Weight Loss Kickstart, and The Cheese Trap. His website is www pcrm.org Next up we have Brooke Goldner with an MD At age 16 Brooke was diagnosed with systemic lupus nephritis and stage 4 kidney disease struggling with her health for more than 10 years until overcoming her issues at the age of 28 how she did it? She developed her own self-healing program together with her husband that cured her life-threatening autoimmune illness. By following six key steps from eliminating animal products and processed foods to consuming lots of water and essential nutrients, she was able to get off all her medication, normalize her blood test results, become symptom-free, and have two children. Today, she coaches people that suffer not only from lupus or MS, but also common chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, elevated cholesterol, chronic pain, obesity, mood disorders, and more. Dr. Goldner is a board-certified physician. She completed the Plant-Based Nutrition Certificate from eCornell and founded two websites. She has appeared in multiple documentaries on TV news, many radio shows, podcasts, and has been featured on the cover of Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine. Her books are Goodbye Lupus, How a Medical Doctor Healed Herself Naturally with Supermarket Foods. And her website is www.veganmedicaldoctor.com. Next we have Michael Greger with an MD, the great founder of Nutrition Facts. Michael Greger, born in 1972, is your vegan doctor when it comes to the latest scientific findings on good nutrition. With his team of researchers, he evaluates reputable studies about food and health on a daily basis, eventually sharing his findings on his nonprofit website and YouTube. In 1998, he appeared as an expert witness testifying against cattle producers that sued Oprah Winfrey for saying that meat is unsafe. Dr. Greger's career was inspired by his grandmother, who was diagnosed with end-stage heart disease and sent home to die at the age of 65. Nathan Pritikin, one of the early lifestyle medicine pioneers, then took her on and after three weeks she couldn't just get out of her wheelchair but walk for 10 miles a day, 
living another 31 healthy years on this earth. Witnessing this made Gregor question why it wasn't common practice to treat people that way and wondered how many more important findings existed, which didn't make it to the public. You can watch many of his videos on YouTube or see him in documentaries like Plant Pure Nation, Eating You Alive, or What the Health. He's also written the bestseller, How Not to Die. His books are How Not to Die, Carbophobia, and How Not to Die Cookbook. His websites are drgregor.org and nutritionfacts.org. Next up, we have Michael Clapper with an MD. Dr. Michael Clapper, born in 1947, teaches that health comes from healthy living and is dedicated to the healing and flourishing of all living beings and our planet. Having practiced medicine for more than 40 years, he has seen countless of patients suffer from illnesses like atherosclerosis, hypertension, obesity, diabetes, all of which were made worse or actually caused by the high sugar, high fat, high salt, overly processed standard American diet. Dr. Clapper has become a leading educator in applied plant nutrition and integrative medicine, giving numerous talks and webinars and doing his best to spread the message on how important proper nutrition is. He was a member and advisor of many projects by institutions such as the NASA or American Medical Student Association. He was a member and advisor of many projects by institutions such as the NASA or American Medical Student Association and hosted a popular medical information radio program for over 10 years. His books are Vegan Nutrition, Pure and Simple, and Pregnancy Children and the Vegan Diet. His website is drclapper.com. Next up we have Joel Kahn with an MD. Next up is Joel Kahn with an MD. The charismatic cardiologist is a professor of medicine at Oakland University William Beaumont School of Medicine, manages his own center for longevity, and is a columnist at the Huffington Post and Reader's Digest. When he finds the time to author four books and even open up his own vegan eatery, Green Space Cafe, in Ferndale, Michigan, we don't know. Maybe it's his passion that drives him because at his core, Dr. Khan believes that plant-based nutrition is the most powerful source of preservative me medicine on the planet. After reading John Robbins' Diet for a New America, which made him go vegan, and Dean Ornish's papers on reversing heart disease with plant-based foods, he started teaching his patients about this way of eating. But not only that... He regularly speaks at many local events, such as the annual VegFest, and appears on billboards across Detroit, calling on people to adopt a vegan diet in order to avoid or help 
beat heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Like many other vegan doctors, Joel Kahn is a member of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And you can also see him in the documentary, What the Health. As one of the world's top cardiologists, Dr. Joel Kahn has treated thousands of acute heart attacks during his career. He'd like all that to stop. He'd like to prevent all future heart attacks by breaking through the public to educate and inspire a new holistic lifestyle. His books are The No BS Diet, Your Whole Heart Solution, The Plant-Based Solution. His website is drjoelcon.com. Next up, we have Pamela A. Popper with a PhD and ND. Pam's career took a huge turn after reading John McDougall's books, which inspired her to make some serious lifestyle and diet changes that ultimately resulted in her getting a master's degree and PhD in nutrition in her late 30s. Having been overweight and sick for most of her young years, the whole foods plant-based diet shifted the quality of her health and life so much that she decided to make it a priority to bring this movement forward. 22 years later, she has founded the Wellness Forum, a company that offers educational programs to both consumers and providers that facilitate informed medical decision-making, diet and lifestyle intervention, and improved long-term health outcomes. She also serves on the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine Board, is part of Dr. Campbell's teaching team at eCornell, and has been featured in many documentaries such as Forks Over Knives, Food Choices, and Processed People. One of her main focuses as a lobbyist and public policy expert is to work towards changing laws that interfere with patients' rights to choose their health provider and method of care. She has testified in front of legislative committees on numerous occasions and has testified twice in front of the USDA's Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. Her books are Food Over Medicine and Solving America's Healthcare Crisis. Her website is drpampopper.com. Next up, we have Garth Davis with an MD. One of the most prominent vegan doctors because of his activity on social media and outspoken TV appearances in Ironman Triathlon and recovered proteinaholic Garth Davis. The UT Austin graduate who was born in 1970 has specialized in weight loss, surgeries, and is now recommending a whole foods plant-based diet to his patients for health and long-term weight loss maintenance results. He also teaches PCRM approved cooking classes and gives talks all around the country on diet and health implications. His turnaround from an animal protein rich diet to a vegan one started at the age of 36 when he found out that he had cholesterol deposits in his eyes after a routine exam. 
He was also suffering from hypertension, high cholesterol, and fatty liver, thinking that he was eating a healthy diet. This caused him to review scientific literature on his own. After having received only one full hour of education in nutrition back in medical school, and learn about the power of a plant-based diet. This change left him very energized and sparked his interest in fitness, which resulted in completing two marathons, multiple Olympic and sprint triathlons, a half Ironman, and a full Ironman in four years. Dr. Davis has been named a Texas Monthly Superdoc several times and is featured in the famous documentary What the Health. His book is Proteinaholic and website proteinaholic.com. That is it for today's plant-based resource. I may have a part three at some point as there is many other doctors out there promoting and strongly recommending a plant-based lifestyle. Hope you enjoy this and catch me next time. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys want to donate, there's a Patreon link down below in the description box. If you don't mind, please leave a comment as it helps us grow and spread the message. Hope you like this one and tune in for next week's episode and have a great day.